This is the Waterboy Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. While Jill Biden is on her second round of COVID, Joe, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, just got off his second round of COVID, and quadruple vaccinated U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is infected with COVID for the second time this year. A new Icelandic study shows COVID reinfection rate rises with number of vaccine doses. The study shows that for most age groups, those who have received two doses or more are more likely to become reinfected than those who have received no vaccination or one dose at all. A link to the study is in the show notes. This is a crazy daily news brief. But first, let's stop and take a moment to talk about the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference membership. Okay, club membership. I said conference. I meant club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media like the Daily Wire, the Blaze, Fox, CNN, so forth. But you also get to access content placed in our club portal, special content made for you, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else, including Proverbs with Pastor Toby, which is a fantastic uh, walkthrough of Proverbs. Lastly, you also get discounts at our conference, which is October 6th through the 8th. We hope to see you there. So if you got 10 bucks a month, or kick it our way. You can sign up at fightlaughfeast.com. Uh, you got to hear this. Okay, I got a little bit of COVID. I started off with COVID. I got a little more COVID going here. Australian chief health officer says the opposite thing, thing four months apart. Listen to this. Getting that third dose is protection against severe illness, but also protection against getting infected in the first place. Despite two, three, four doses of the vaccine, uh, it's not so good at preventing infection in the first place. So we are getting infected. That's why we've had uh, tens of thousands of cases in this wave. That's ridiculous. But, you know, we digress. We all know Fauci did the same thing. And, and in COVID cases, the reason why I'm talking about this a little bit right now is because COVID cases, the seven-day rolling average in August uh, of 2021 was about 130,000 COVID cases. The seven-day rolling average in August 2022 is about 100,000 COVID cases. So we're about just only a 30,000 difference from last August to this August. And we still had all those crazy masking regulations, social distancing shutdowns and so forth uh, from last August in 2021. And we're, it, it, you know, we can't be consistent at all. Election day for those who are in Wyoming and Alaska. You remember yesterday, that was Tuesday, Republican voters headed to the polls for primary elections in Alaska and Wyoming. Two highly contentious races. You should already know your final results today. Check it out. Uh, you know, Alaska had Senator Lisa Murkowski. She was facing opposition of, from Donald Trump's endorsed Kelly uh, uh, Tishbaka. Um, so check that out. Who won there? I hope, I, I hope Senator Lisa Murkowski got ousted. And Wyoming, this is a big one, Rep. Liz Cheney, uh, she's she's going against Trump-endorsed Harriet Hegman. Uh, check your states for results today. You should know by now. California, church that was fined over $200,000 for defying COVID-19 restrictions gets fines dropped. You have to listen to our Tuesday night show. We, have, we had the lawyer on representing the church and the pastors regarding this. Um, but we, we you can't forget what happened last year and can't forget how the government is trying to penalize those who are following their constitutional rights. A California church that continued to hold services and defiance, this according to Fox, of county health orders that it closed down during the COVID-19 pandemic has had its fines dropped after a nearly two-year battle. 
Robert Tyler, president of Advocates for Faith and Freedom, said this is a significant victory for churches and pastors across the country. Okay, we are honored to represent pastors and churches who are willing to take the heat in defense of liberty because it benefits everyone. Note, note his statement. This is very important that pastors were willing to take the heat for their congregation, for their sheep. That is so important. At issue was the church's refusal to comply with health officials in Santa Clara County who obtained a temporary restraining order and injunction in November 2020 against Calvary Chapel and its two pastors, Mike McClure and Carson Atherley. After the church failed to follow pandemic health orders that included restrictions on in-person services, mask mandates, and a submission to the county of the church's social distancing protocols. Remember, there's no scientific basis for social distancing. The defiance eventually resulted in over $2,000 in fines, $200,000 in fines for the pastors. Calvary Chapel's persistence eventually paid off. The California Court of Appeals reversed the injunction, contempt orders, and fines on Monday. So on Monday of this week. For the reasons stated below, we conclude, this is the court's conclusion here, we conclude that temporary restraining orders and preliminary injunctions are facially unconstitutional pursuant to the recent guidance of the United States Supreme Courts regarding First Amendment protection of the free exercise of religion in context of public health orders that impacted religious practices, the court said in the ruling. So note, the court said that this is a violation of our First Amendment rights. As the underlying orders with Calvary Chapel violated are void and unenforceable, we will annul the orders of contempt in their entirety and reverse the orders to pay monetary sanctions. That is just a great ruling. That's a great First Amendment ruling. Uh, be praying. There's more going on in that case. If you listened to our show last night from the, from the lawyer, there's still more happening there with the county. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing company, a payment company, payment business. Every business needs a payment processing system. So please go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. Go there forward slash FLF because if you sign up at that link, we also uh, get blessed from Dime Payments. So go sign up your business there. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled Babylon B. They won't cancel you like the Minnesota Bank and Trust canceled Mike Lindell. Check them out. At least have a phone call with them and tell them Cross Baltic sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. Biden, he signs a $739 billion Inflation Reduction Act. It should say Inflation you know, Increase Act or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and he at the same time slams GOP for voting against the tax and climate deal. President Biden, according to Fox News, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law on Tuesday, that was yesterday, saying the American people won and special interests lost. <laughs> oh, my. With new legislation and touting Democratic support while slamming Republicans for not backing the bill. Remember, when a bill says something, it's it's doing the exact opposite. Don't, don't forget that. The president returned to the White House a week after long vacation in Kauai Islands, South Carolina. And I think he actually went on vacation again starting um, either today or tomorrow over to Delaware. But anyways, Biden was joined by House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer during an event in, in the state dining room at the White House. Biden said, with this law, the American people won and special interests lost. This administration began amid a dark time in America. A once-in-a-century pandemic, devastating joblessness, clear and present threats to democracy and the rule of law, doubts about American future itself, and yet we've not wavered, we've not flinched, and we've not given in. Um, the pandemic was from a, a government pandemic. Remember, it wasn't a health pandemic. 
Biden instead said the law will deliver results for the American people like all his other laws. I can't even finish. I don't even want to finish this news article. But remember, the Democrats projected that the legislation would reduce the deficit by bringing in $737 billion. This includes an estimate $124 billion from the IRS tax enforcement. So remember, more revenue is going to be brought in here because they're going to hire more agents. Um, and the, you know, some people are projecting the hiring of agents is 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, I don't think it's, it's that high, but regardless, any, any funding bill, uh, any inflation reduction bill that increases IRS agents is not that the bill also imposed a 15% corporate minimum tax that the joint committee on taxation predicts will increase, will raise $222 billion in revenue. And prescription drug prices from the Senate estimates will bring in $265 billion in revenue. The Congressional Budget Office said the bill will have negligible effect on inflation in 2022 and in 2023. Its impact would range between reducing inflation by 0.1% or increasing inflation by 0.1%. So it's not going to do anything with inflation and we're going to get more government out of it. Judge declines request to block Georgia's fetal heartbeat law that bans some abortions. Bolton County Superior Court judge declined a request to block Georgia's fetal heartbeat law that bans most abortions after six weeks. Praise God. Georgia lawmakers passed the House Bill 481, the Living Infants Fairness Equality Act, in 2019. However, a federal judge initially blocked the law commonly called the heartbeat bill because the U.S. Supreme Court had previously upheld the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. I don't know how he could block it regarding, even regarding Roe v. Wade, but whatever he did. After the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Georgia officials asked the 11th Circuit of Court of Appeals to reverse the district court's decision, and a federal judge appeals ruled the law could take effect. The move officials prompted a group of pro-abortion doctors and advocates to file a lawsuit in Fulton County Superior Court. The court's decision today declining to block the abortion ban is extremely disappointing. (laughs) Uh, We want to kill babies. And leaves in place a law that severely compromises the quality of women's health in the state of Georgia. And this is coming from Andrea Young, executive director of the ACLU of Georgia. Ultimately, the power is with Georgia voters to affirm our right to privacy and to make personal, private, intimate decisions and without government interference. So we want to give this up to, to the voters for my personal privacy. That doesn't make sense either. Well, this is Gabriel Rentsch with Cross Baltimore News. Support Rowdy Christian Media by joining our club at FightLaughFeast.com, downloading our app and head to our annual Fight Laugh Feast conference and events. If this content is helpful to you, please consider joining our Fight Laugh Feast Club Army. We're trying to build a cancel-proof media platform. We need your help. Join today and get a discount at fightlaughfeast.com and enjoy the rest of the day.